Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. That, sir, which serves and seeks for gain, and follows but for form, will pack when it begins to rain, and leave thee in the storm. But I will tarry, the fool will stay, and let the wise man fly. The knave turns fool that runs away. The fool no knave heard I. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And you thought the words spewing forth from the financial world were hard to understand. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it. Shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do Them that have it, get more of it The less they need it, the more they love it And it sticks to them like glue Funny, funny, funny what money can do His name, William Shakespeare. Born in 1564, this well-known English playwright, poet, and actor is still today regarded as the greatest writer in the English language and the world's greatest dramatist, which might help us understand the overdramatic performance we just witnessed by America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orender. Now, while Aaron studied theater in high school and college and thus is quite familiar with the name William Shakespeare, I, for one, know very little about him other than recalling the name of the most famous work, Romeo and Juliet, which, much to Aaron's surprise, I've never watched. So in preparation for this show, I took a few minutes to find out more about this man by the name of Shakespeare, who also went by the names England's national poet, the Bard of Avon, and simply the Bard. Well, for sure, Shakespeare was successful with over 39 plays and 154 sonnets to his name. The problem with his work, however, is the way people spoke English back in the day. For instance, imagine spending two hours and 45 minutes watching his most famous play, Romeo and Juliet, compliments of broken world English. Aaron, hit it again. What's in a name? That which we call a rose. By any other name would smell as sweet. Oh man, you're good. Well, the thought of listening to a little man in a sweater vest talk for 28 minutes, you thought that was tough. Uh, just listen to Aaron all day long talk about Shakespeare. So what does the name of a fellow writing plays and sonnets have to do with the long list of names, titles, and dogmatic financial advice doled out by the financial world have to do with savers sitting around listening to this radio show? Well, let's take a look at this and find out. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, financial playwright and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And since we've already heard from America's favorite financial sidekick, who after that performance has a new nickname, hope you don't mind this, Aaron, it's called Better Keep Your Day Job, Aaron. <laughs> He's not laughing. Along with his sidekick, a man with absolutely no acting skills whatsoever, working on the technical graphics today for our TV show, Mr. Derek Hudson. Okay, there you sit, Aaron. 
And actually, that's a pretty good performance. I know you had some acting training, but what in the world was that all about in the opening, and from what play did that come from? So basically, that uh, aside that I read, that's called an aside. Okay. Uh, that came from the Shakespearean play King Lear. It's real simple. It came from a character known as the Fool, and fools were very common in Shakespeare plays. And they were the characters that you might see dressed up like as a clown, a court gesture, you know, whatever. And a lot of times the other characters just kind of thought they were just that. They were just fools. They didn't know what was going on. They were idiots. <laughs> Don't mind me, whatever. This but is sounding more and more like the financial world. Go but ahead. But in reality, the fools usually kind of knew mainly all what was going on. They would kind of, you know, watch other people have conversations. They would watch other things going on, you know, on the stage during the play and stuff. So the fools actually a lot of times knew a lot about what was going on. So they weren't as foolish as they may have been. They were not as foolish as they made themselves out to be or as foolish as people perceived them to be. Huh. That's really interesting. I'll remember that when somebody next time they call me a fool. So That's I'll right. Say, hey, I may know more than you think I know. You just say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but folks, here's the problem. In the financial world, we kid around about the jargon and the type of vernacular used back in the 16th century, was, which was very difficult. To, what do you call that? Old English? What was it? Yeah, old spoke? English. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's hard to understand. So, But I understand this also, folks, after doing this for 36 years, and as Aaron would probably attest to, he's been helping me with radio and TV for over eight years. Our message, we've tried to boil our message down into simple phraseology, simple dynamics, simple words. And we're going to talk a lot about that today and why the financial world tends to make this stuff so, so confusing and why we at Tony Walker are quite the opposite. In fact, this is actually part two of what's in a name. So when I return, we're going to be talking about the name Tony Walker Financial, some of the names I've created to help savers better understand what money is, how best to use it, and of course, how best to use and enjoy it before it's too late. And then I'm going to share two cases, two different cases. One is going to be a 60-year-old married who's looking to retire soon and what they want to try to do with their 401k. And then I'm going to kind of fast forward to an 80-year-old, and she too, who happens to be a widow, We'll be trying to figure out what to do with her 401k before it's too late. You're listening to The Worry Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. It is estimated that each day over 10,000 people will turn 65, which means a lot of advisors selling a lot of annuities. Don't get stuck in the wrong annuity. Get a second opinion from TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no-obligation appointment. Let us help you today. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Tony Walker here, and uh, I, I think this is going to be a very educational segment. We're talking about what's in a name, 
And just in case you're just now joining us, we had our own Aaron Orander do a wonderful rendition of Shakespeare. And I've admitted that I know very little about Shakespeare, and you'll find out why in just a second. As I lead into this particular quote, uh, Aaron, you've already seen this, but be honest, this quote that, you're getting, that I'm getting ready to read, had you ever seen this quote before by this Mr. Altucher? I've seen it before. I feel like I've seen it kind of from a couple of different people, just some variations of mm-hmm. it. But yes, I have seen something like that. And I'm like you. See, I even was confused when we came up with this quote. Uh, I thought it was Robert Kiyosaki. And if, if he did have something to do with it, I apologize if I'm not giving him credit. And we'll assume Mr. Altucher came up with it. Regardless, I love the semantics behind this. Let me read this quote to you folks. And you riding down the road or listening on the radio right now, tell me if you don't agree with this. All right. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter who your audience is, listen closely. This is what Mr. Altucher has surmised in life. 30% of the people out there will love it. 30% of the people will hate it, whatever that message or what you're doing is. And the rest, and I think this is key, Aaron, the rest really could care less one way or the other. Who cares? Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If you, it's okay. I'm gonna pick on you and your love of Shakespeare. You okay with that? Yeah. Okay. You do love Let's Shakespeare go. and acting, right? I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I do. So why do you think I know very little about Shakespeare and all of the different? I don't, it's not anything I enjoy. You don't really care about. Don't it. Don't really care. Yeah, you don't really care. <clears throat> it's not that I don't like Shakespeare. No, it's if you like Shakespeare, I'm fine with that. But I don't really care. So that doesn't keep me from trying to have an understanding of Shakespeare or how to work it into this show. But the same thing holds true, folks, for your money. All right, so here's what I've learned, Aaron, in doing this for over 36 years. There are so many names uh, attached to us in the financial world. Uh, We talked about this last week. There's people who go by the name of financial planner, financial advisor, financial guru, financial entertainer. Specialist. Specialist. Yeah, we call ourselves retirement planning specialist. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And in the end, it's funny, I'll meet somebody and just because somebody's in this financial world, inevitably, they might ask me, they'll say, what do you do for a living? I'll say, well, I'm a retirement planning specialist. And they'll go, oh, I know so-and-so, he does that too. And I'm like, you mean to tell me just because of a name, you've associated me with them? Could be, could not be, right? But that's just what they think. Here's a bunch of other names that people mention all the time. Uh, mutual funds, ETFs, gold, silver, stocks, bonds, municipal bonds, REITs, annuities, life insurance, variable annuities. I mean, Roth IRAs, qualified IRAs. Do you you understand, Aaron, why so many people get so confused about the financial world and like, what do these names even mean? Uh, I remember I trained under a gentleman by the name of Ed Slott. I was in his first uh, elite advisor course. It was really good. But I loved it when Mr. Slot got up there and he said, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, before we go any further, let me tell you something. You're going to get a lot of confusion out there from people trying to understand the difference between a 401k, a 403b, an IRA, a pension, and a 457, and a thrift savings account, TSPs. And he said, here's what I would suggest you do moving forward. Now, just moving forward, he said this. Call everything that fits in one of those categories an IRA, individual retirement account. Now, why would he have done that? Why did he say to take this menagerie of all these different words and just call them IRAs? Why would you do that? It's probably just easier to focus on them. Yeah, it's just easy. And they all, 
What, what was that quote about the rose by any other name is still a rose? Yeah, you, you can call a rose whatever you want. It's still going to smell the same. There it's still going to have the same characteristics. It's still going to have thorns. It's still yeah. going to all that. Yeah. There, there you go. So it's the same thing, folks. So let's just take that example. Whether you have a 403B plan, a IRA, a 401k, thrift savings plan, just know this. And this is assuming it's all been contributed to on a pre-tax basis. Every one of those plans, for the most part, are exactly the same. And I'll have people sometimes, Aaron, and they come in and go, well, I got a 401k over at so-and-so. And I'll say, now, is it a 401k or IRA? And they'll go, I don't know. You know, they just don't know. They just don't know. So yeah. we understand this, folks. We understand that this is a very, very confusing world that you're trying to operate in. And unfortunately, unlike my granddad, who didn't need to know this stuff, he just lived off his Social Security and pension and his little bit in the savings account you are going to have to at least have a basic understanding of all this vernacular and all this goofiness, quite frankly, you keep hearing. Now, so what I've done over the years, Aaron, and you know this, I love trying to come up with names to describe things. So let me, let me come up with the first name that really drives our practice. And I used to not focus on this type of individual. It's something I call the saver personality. Now let me define a saver. A saver is that individual who, for the most part, for the most part, again, I'm not trying to make a blanket one-size-fits-all statement here, but for the most part is more concerned about the return of their money than on it. So if I were to tell you that, Aaron, if I were to say, you, you say, okay, Tony, who do you tend to work with? And I say, savers. And if you were to say, well, what's a saver? And I say, Aaron, that's somebody that's more concerned with the return of their money than on it what kind of description does that give you? What, how would you, what, what am I really trying to describe there? Uh, the first thing I think of is, yeah, returns have to do with probably the stock market, investing and things like that. Perfect. So that would mean a saver doesn't mean they don't have some money in the stock market, but probably since they're more concerned about the return of it and they know the stock market is risky, that would be the return on it. They're not real interested in a lot of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, right? Okay. So the saver personality, I've not always worked with savers until after the tragic events of 9-11, but the saver personality is who I'm looking to help. We don't work with investors and speculators, okay? Nothing wrong with investors and speculators. It's just we don't work with them. So going back to Mr. Al Tucher's quote, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, when he says that 30% of the people will love you, 30% will hate you, and the rest could care less, I'm kind of at that point, Aaron. I'm at my practice now. I've done this 36 years. I'm 61 years of age. I don't really care if people listening to this radio show don't agree with me because I'll know that they're probably not savers. Does that make sense? Yes. And we don't work with investors and speculators anyway. So if you're riding down the road and you need to know this, folks, by the way, if you want to learn your financial personality, I wrote a book on this called The Three Personalities of Money. It's trademarked wrote a book on it. And I also have a website you can go to. It's a free test. It takes about five minutes. If you want to determine your financial personality, I would encourage you to do it. It's called three, the number three, personalities.com. And you can take a quick little test and it'll tell you your predominant financial personality. So if we have somebody that contacts us, Aaron, and I figure out pretty quickly they're an investor, guess what I'll tell them to do? You know, it's probably not best that we work together. That's right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you're not going to like or care for my recommendations because they're going to be suited more towards somebody that's more conservative right. in their investments. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's the thing. I, I've got a buddy. I know I've told you this story. He's a stockbroker and he's a really good one at that. Been around a long time. He said, Tony, you're always on your radio show and TV show bashing stockbrokers. I'll call him Mike. 
I said, now, Mike, that's not true. Why do you say that? He said, well, you're always getting on the stock market. I said, I'm not getting on the stock market. You got to understand my audience is people that are afraid of the stock market or putting a lot of money in the stock market. So he doesn't, he didn't understand that my audience is not his clients. That's not who I'm looking right. for. So his clients shouldn't be worried about what I'm saying. I hope I'm making clear on this folks. Cause, and I'm telling you, I don't want to get on a bandwagon here, Aaron, but I think that's part of our problem in society. People are not accepting this truth that Mr. Altucher is quoting. We are not all alike, right? We're not always going to agree on everything. We're not always going to like Shakespeare. We're not always going to like annuities. We're not always going to like everything in stocks. It goes on and on. So my point is, folks, why would you fight that? The key is know thyself, figure out what it is you're trying to accomplish. And here's the key, Aaron. Try to find an advisor that is aligning with your financial personality. If your advisor tends to be he likes risk, he or she likes risk, likes investments, is very aggressive, and you're not, you're, there's going to be a rub at some point. Wouldn't you agree, Aaron? Yes. It's, it's, it ain't going to work. So you need to align yourself with an advisor. It doesn't have to be us. But whoever that advisor is, their strategies, their philosophy, their products, they all have to align with who you are because that's all that matters. That's all we're trying to do on the Worry for Retirement and our process, our five-step proprietary process is geared towards savers. So if you're sitting there right now and you say, but Tony, I, you know, I, I'm kind of getting the feeling that either number one, I'm going in alone. I don't know who to trust with my money. I would encourage you to contact us. Or you're that person that says, Tony, this is kind of making sense. And now I understand why I've never really 100% felt comfortable with my current advisor. I just thought it was something wrong with me. It's not anything that's wrong with you. It's that your all's relationship, your personalities are too different to work together. And you just don't know that. So you, you got you to gotta take that step. And if you're thinking, Tony, I kind of like your approach. I think I am a saver. I like this idea of trying to focus more on the return of my money rather than so focused on risking it all the time. Why don't you do this right now? Why don't you log on to Tony Walker financial.com, TonyWalkerFinancial.com. We can either schedule a 10-minute free fiduciary phone call with either myself or three of our trained fiduciaries, or if it warrants, I'll be happy to meet you in person at either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices, TonyWalkerFinancial.com, or right now call 877-499-WALK. That's 877-499-9255. Well, we're going to play a little quiz show when we come back and plus share with you two situations totally different, but also this concept of mailbox money. That's a trademark named I use, by the way. Mailbox money. Which really helps understand the ability to invest in a product that guarantees, that's a key word, guarantees you'll never run out of money in retirement. I'm Tony Walker. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'll be right back. Wondering how much money you'll need to retire? Probably a lot less than you think. I'm retirement specialist Tony Walker, and for the past 36 years, I've helped thousands of savers determine when to retire and how much money they'll need in retirement, and I can help you too. To meet in person at no cost or obligation, let me invite you to log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com or call the toll-free number on your screen. We look forward to talking with you soon. Looking to roll over your 401k? 
Then log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and learn just how easy it is to roll over and safeguard your 401k. Do it today. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Uh, we've been talking about this subject, what's in a name? And I'm going to kind of quiz you here, Aaron. And, and if you're listening there at home or riding around in your truck or whatever's going on today, uh, you're welcome to jump in and see if you can answer this question. Here it is. What is the best financial product to invest in when planning for retirement? Okay, here's the answers you can choose from. A, pork belly futures. B, growth mutual funds, C, annuities, D, gold, or E, listen closely, it all depends. Aaron, what do you think? What's the correct answer? Uh, well, at first I was going to say annuities, but then you gave that last answer and I thought, you know, it, it might all depend on your current, on your situation. That very good. See, there you go, folks. See, that, that most people don't ever throw in that last option of it all depends because in most cases there really is no one size fits all, which is the problem with a lot of people doling out financial advice. Now, this is a little bit of a trick question, Aaron, after what we just discussed. So let's go to the next question. What is the only, I'm emphasizing only, financial product that can guarantee, I'm emphasizing the word guarantee, an income you can never outlive. Are you ready for your choices? I'm ready. Hit me. Okay. Ironically, they're the same choices. A, pork belly futures. B, growth mutual funds. C, annuities. D, gold. Or E, it all depends. I use the word, it's the only product and it's the only one that can guarantee. That sounds pretty dogmatic. Go ahead. Tony, uh, I'd like to answer the question. I think I'm going to go with A, pork belly futures. Is that right? Did I get it right? Did I win the prize? I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Right. I'm going to real answer. I'm going to go with C, annuities. Bingo. So you say, wait a minute, Tony. I thought you said it all depends. Now, see, there's the, therein lies the problem, folks. There are sometimes products out there that are specific to a need. So if you're a saver, if you're sitting there and you're trying to find one product, let's, this is the quiz, and listen to the word guarantee. It's got to be guarantee. And you want to guarantee that you don't outlive your money. Here's the facts. The only product that can do that is an annuity. Now, here's the problem with the word annuities. Annuities have been maligned, slandered, beat up, Whatever. Uh, if you, in fact, Aaron, if you were to go just Google annuities, probably 80% of the online responses would be negative. And I'm not sure why that is because really an annuity, folks, if you want to boil it down to an annuity, what, what is it? It really is just like granddad's pension. A pension is an annuity. Social security is structured as an annuity. So an annuity by definition is a contract that guarantees you an income you can never outlive. Now, what in the world would be wrong with that arrangement? Nothing at all, but how do they configure that? How do you figure it's going gonna, it's gonna to last the rest of your life? And that's the beauty of insurance companies. So insurance companies are big enough, and then they have people called actuaries that calculate all the numbers that they're going to crank out, and we can show you, to make sure that this happens. They cover that risk of living too long. Nobody else has the ability to do that. Now, so here's my point on that. 
if we change the name, Aaron, because let's just say, in the, and let's say this person riding down the road right now says, Tony, I'm sorry, I just can't get over this. I was tracking with you. I heard the word annuities. All I hear is bad things. I cannot get the negative out of my mind. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to change the name. Change the name of it. From, yeah. from a rose to something else. We're going to change the name to mailbox money. Mailbox money. Yeah, you like, and, and the mailbox money goes back to my granddad. He coined that term and we've trademarked it where he used to literally, I, can, I was in with him occasionally when he'd do this. He'd go out to the mailbox, open it up, pull out his pension and social security checks, and he'd say, ah, mailbox money. Mailbox money. Mailbox money, folks, sounds really good because annuities are the only tool that provide lifetime income, which is the definition of mailbox money. So if you don't have any mailbox money, you might want to get some or talk to us. We're really good at it. Oh, oh by the way, too, if you want to download a free download on mailbox money for life, that's a free download at our website. Just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, click on the download section, or give us a call at 877-499-9255. We'll be happy to mail you a copy of Mailbox Money for Life. All right, Aaron, in our time remaining, let me jump on this. It's been a, it's been a fun show. We've, we've really blown I've through this. I've had a good time, yeah. Yeah, this is fun. Um, and I do appreciate your acting skills, by the way. All, <laughs> ki- all kidding aside. Oh, I know. You're good. I know. Um, all right, so let's just take mailbox money at work. How, Tony, would mailbox money work with these annuities? And who is eligible for mailbox money? Well, it all depends because there's a lot of different types of annuity products out there. That's why you better be really careful, folks, as the dinner seminars start ramping up as we record this show on uh, March 3rd, 2021, uh, with this COVID thing starting to go by the wayside here and the dinner seminars, boy, they're going to crank back up. And folks, when you go to these dinner seminars, no matter what they're pitching, annuities are going to come to the fray. So if you hear hear this word, you can't outlive your money, or you see it on a dinner seminar invitation, just put beside their annuities because that's what they're going to be talking about. So you better be prepared on what they're talking about. So with mailbox money, how would we look at two totally different people? So I'll use an example of a 60-year-old married couple. All right. You got that in your mind, Aaron? 60-year-old married couple. Got and it. This, and let's say the total 401k is $300,000. Uh, let's say this, these, this couple has a child still in college. This person, this couple has some debt on their home. They've got a debt on their car. This is the type of stuff I see, folks. They've come to me and they want to understand Social Security. They're not sure when to take it. Uh, and their future expenses, right now they're, they're needing about, let's say, 6500 a month. Future expenses, though, are very uncertain. They don't know anything about retirement. Now let's take an 80-year-old widow. In this case, the 80-year-old widow has a, uh, she calls it a 401k. It's really an IRA. It's a $300,000 IRA that she had that she rolled over when her husband passed. So there it sits. She has to take out distributions because she's over the age of 72, the government mandates that. That's called the required minimum distribution. She has to take it out. In her case, guess what her expenses are, Aaron? Remember, she's 80. think they're a lot lower than the 60-year-olds. I'd, I'd say they're a good deal lower. I, folks, this is one of the things the financial world is duping you on. They have got you so scared of needing boatloads of money when you get older, it ain't going to happen. Now, I she mean, probably has like a big Lamborghini car payment every month. Probably. Other than that, she's good. But other than that, she's probably good, there right? You, go. you see, folks, as most people age, now I'm not talking about a nursing home or something. I realize that could be devastating financially. But as most of my clients age, especially in their 80s, they ain't spending much money. So the problem is that IRA, I call it a tax tumor, 
that IRA is sitting out there and most 80 year olds will not spend the money and voila, here comes mailbox money to the rescue. So we did this recently with a client, Aaron. What I told this young lady who was widowed, I said, look, we got this huge annuity out there. You could take mailbox money for life, even though she said she doesn't need it. She's got plenty of money from social security and covered most of her expenses. I said, let's start it. So her mailbox money is gonna be right at 25,000 a year for the rest of her life. She's gonna get it every month. We can do it by month if she wants to. And what I've told her to do is if you don't need the money at the end of the year, give it away to the kids and grandkids. You know who's, she doesn't have any children in college, but guess who's now in college in her family tree? Grandkids. Grandkids. And she said, I could do that tax-free. And I said, well, yeah, you'll have to pay the tax, but you're in a low tax bracket. We can give it away tax-free and she's gonna do that. Now the 60 year old, totally different product we have to set up for them because we're gonna defer the mailbox money for a later date. Does that make sense? Okay. So folks, if you're sitting there right now and you're going, man, I, I need to learn more about these annuities and this mailbox money you're talking about, Tony. Well, log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. There's also a free download on the website called Annuities Made Easy. You could download that. That'd be very helpful. But more importantly, let's talk. If you're retired, nearing retirement, maybe got an old 401k languishing out there that you'd like to safeguard and maybe set up for future mailbox money, Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, click on that Let's Get Started, or give us a call at 877-499-9255. Well, that's all the time we have today. We'll look forward to talking to you next week when we talk about how do you determine how much money you'll need in retirement. Good stuff coming your way next week. But between now and then, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you Funny, funny, funny what money can do